0: Hello and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It is so stinking easy. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You will not be disappointed. All right. Today, my guest is Marvin Pratt. Marvin is the Director of Environmental Health and Safety and the Emergency Manager for California State University in Chico. Welcome, sir.
1: Welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, thank you for being had and joining us today. Um, Marvin, for the sake of this discussion, his title and what he's been doing for the last 25 years is kind of important. Um, he's been around the university system for the better part of 25 years as a student and then as an um, uh, an employee on campus, and uh, recently received his Master's of Public Administration from said university. So you had this concept that's kind of been evolving with you for the last few years, uh, and you, you call it kind of your concept of how you know the extreme ideologies politically on the right or the left tell you you kind of have to pick a side and then you can't be in the middle you know you're either with us or you're against us, kind of thing and for the sake uh you know just educating our audience kind of give us a bat you know a little history on your your background how you grew up and how being exposed to the university lifestyle you know which is Primarily on the liberal side of things, you know, kind of tell us how that transition has happened and, and kind of your observations and how that's changed your thinking. I was
1: raised in a you know small rural area, Northern California,
0: very Republican
1: family. Um, seemed like everything around, uh, at least that I remember from that time, was was largely Republican. You know, Republican districts and all that stuff. Um, from high school, when in the military, you know, that was the height of the Cold War. So, um, you know, I, I couldn't wait to get to vote more, started to become aware of other candidates and, and things. Uh, and then just being at the university for the last 25 plus years, uh, it's you know, Chico is a very liberal town because of the university. It's a it's a large influence on our town um, because it's, you know, a, a good portion of the population. And Chico is in the heart of a very Republican county and a very Republican district. And through my undergraduate in the early 90s, I don't think you know things changed much. Although, um, as I started to vote more, started to become aware of other candidates and and things. Uh, And then just being at the university for the last 25 plus years uh, it's and so over the years and then through the master's degree and stuff, it really just became apparent to me the uh, the the separation of the sides, so to speak, you know, that um, how the right looked at the left and, and the you know, the, the liberals looked at the Republicans and things like that. And, and obviously, we've all seen it in, in local media and are just in the media in general, the, the polarization of the sides and being in the in kind of in this unique or relatively unique environment just kind of made it all that much clearer to me going through and uh, in the last few years.
0: Why does there have to be sides? Um, I guess, you know, maybe someone could answer that as well, there's got to be a balance. That's where the the thinking of, you know, I, I judge things on their merit, each situation, each policy on its merit versus uh, I'm just going to vote for my side.
1: Yeah. So going back and looking at, at how, uh, at least for me, right, um, I never voted. Well, I shouldn't say that. In the beginning, I voted Republican because I was Republican. And I thought that's what you're supposed to do. But as I learned more and looked at at more things and, and, and stuff. What I started to realize is that on some things, um, you know, I thought both sides had merit. And so then I started looking at candidates instead of parties. And that started to, I started to feel kind of in a weird position in a way because, um, you know, they say that if you're not voting for one side or the other, you're throwing away your vote or, um, you know, you're with us or against us. And you know, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, that wasn't that big a deal. It's just become so much more that way as the polarization of the sides has has grown. Um, and And what I've come to to believe is that it's in large part because the middle doesn't sell, right? I think there's a lot of people in my predicament or my position or feel the way I feel and think the way I think, but you don't hear about them much, or at least I don't feel like I hear about the middle much, um, because it doesn't sell. Bad news sells, or, you know, anger sells, all that sells. But, you know, talking about people that are having a, a discussion, not a debate, necessarily, but a discussion, and, you know, seeing each other's ideas, it doesn't sell. So it's kind of so, like
0: it, yeah. Just, I, I Yeah, I get what you're saying, and... Having a radio show where everyone, well, in fact, I was a talk radio junkie for 17 years. And every time I got on to listen to them, they would always say, We take calls that we don't agree with first. So if you don't agree with me, you're on first. So that right there goes to show you that that's exactly either they want to argue or it's just more sexy because you got something with an opposing viewpoint. Because if you got, if you had a show or like, Hey, yeah, Mister Radio Announcer, I agree with everything you say, and he's gonna just go. Well, okay, well, show's over. What are we gonna do now?
1: Right. right. Yeah, look at all the shows. You know, whether it's a TV talk show. I mean, you know, gosh, look at some <laughs> of those show shows. And I know I always was amazed. You know that you talked through the years about the the radio talk shows and stuff, and I I could never listen to them because I didn't. I never felt they were productive or towards, you know, solving a problem. They were towards either exploiting the other side's misconceptions or misgivings or, you know, something along those lines. And it just was never towards a solution. And I just don't see how, you know, anytime you have anything that's completely one-sided, essentially you either, you know, you have a dictatorship or, you know, that's not a, it's not a balanced democracy. And that's what I think it just amazes me that people tend to seem like they have lost sight. You know, that if the Republicans are all in power or the Democrats are all in power, then the other party is just waiting for their chance to get their turn to,
0: you know, rule the roost and, and undo to wield their power. Well, yeah, it's exactly it. And we've also lost a little bit of humanity, even I, I see, you know, on some of these discussions the you know someone on the conservative side will refer to the other side as the Dems, or ah. or conservatives. It's easy to dehumanize people when you put them in a group or in a category or in a package or in some some you know. So because I think we think if we have put a label on them that we can understand them more, but I think it it just puts us into more divided camps. Doesn't make you understand them more. The only way to understand someone is to truly just get down on their level or or not down on their level but on their level wherever their level may be
1: but yeah i mean, but it gets back to you know labeling right if, if you label somebody you're not you know you're not calling them you know betty or something you're calling them a, a what was the one you know um
0: like you said a, a dem or a or a libs the libs you know yeah. like sean hannity Ah, oh, the libs are doing this and that yeah and that's right. that's my, my train of thought just came back on the rails um I for years just had written conversations with him through Facebook. And then finally I just invited him on my show and, and talked about, you know, I said, Hey Kenny, so what's why is it that when you say certain things, I just like in my heart see red or feel red and and the other side does the same thing. And we had this great discussion about, you know, talking how we can, you know, he learned this in science and engineering. Um, about just challenging and talking about ideas without attacking the person and just having a conversation with him he became real to me he was right. now kenny and not that liberal a-hole that you know can argue me under the table and it just i think if we if all of us would just have that I, that mindset of hey you know this person disagrees with me i'm gonna go be kind to them and be loving to them and find out what experiences they've had in their life that have brought them to the position and the point that they are. Right. And that one, it breaks down the, the barrier of contention. As soon as you have contention in a, in an argument or a conversation that, you know, it's over because you're, you each side is like, well, I got to make a sale. I got to convince you. Otherwise this is a waste of time. Instead of right. like, I've got to understand or I want to understand you get to know you and that, that just, that melts the tension and contention away. And if we, if more of us did that, then all the problems would probably just go away tomorrow.
1: I certainly think a, a, a majority of them would. Um, because it, the other thing too, is that as soon as you're defensive, you're not listening. Right. I mean, we've all experienced that. Yeah. Um, so every time we, Throw out the names and throw out the stuff. It There's two ways to look at it. One is either you're trying to hurt the other party or person. Or you're trying to build camaraderie and and position within your party or your group or with your people. And it's become such a science. And there's so many avenues now that I think people... We are slowly losing that connective uh, tissue, and I, th- I think people in the last year or two have started to realize that. But it's really slow, and when you see see people still uh, using social media to throw these barbs out, I. I really often wonder when I see my friends on Facebook, and and they're still my friends, even whether I agree with them or not. I mean, that that's one thing that I think is maybe a little bit different about me, is that um, I, I I do consider them my friends, whether I agree with them or not. But I really wonder whether they, what their intent is, or even if they really understand their what's the consequences. Is their intent to demonstrate their position? Is their intent to build camaraderie with the people that agree with them, or is the intent to inflict harm? And I think they're doing potentially a little of all of them without yeah, even realizing.
0: Generally, I think it's the, it's the latter. It's to prove prove my point that your side is wrong. Um, and for for the sake of our audience, um, you and I are brothers, and uh, our dad is and i hope he listens to this um <laughs> if i can ever have him figure out how to use technology he might actually get to to hear this but he is he has been in the a conservative bubble his entire life and generally speaking those ideas make have made the most sense to me um, for most of my life the conservative ideas But he even, he has said to me on many occasions, he's like, hell, I won't even talk to a damn Democrat. And I said, well, you are part of the problem now because you won't. And and we have a cousin who, those cousins who were raised in Berkeley. And of course, Berkeley is very, it's like, you know, the the liberal capital of California for the most part. And so, of course, them being raised there are going to have, primarily opposite viewpoints and then they they're going to think our ideas are crazy and maybe they think well hell I won't even talk to a damn conservative and every time he gets around my you know our cousin he always has to make some sort of jab at the liberals and the problems that the liberals have caused California and I don't think he has any intention of actually discussing it he just no. like, kind of just like you're wrong I'm right all right we can move on now
1: yeah it's I don't know. it It's a funny position to me to be in because uh, what what's your end? It gets back to what's your end game, right? If your end game is total control, then where does that leave us as a country? And uh, it's just never been that way in our in our country. If you look back, everything about our democracy has been, yes, there are sides. <clears throat> and yes, there are. I don't want to say victories, but you know, sometimes the you know, the Republicans get their way, sometimes the Democrats get their way, but the vast majority of our political system until fairly recently has been compromise and it's been teamwork and it's working together. Even if even if you know you're you know the politicians were down on the floor, you know, shaking their fist and calling each other names, I think everybody knew in the back of their mind that when they went out to dinner that night together, they, they cut the deal, you know, they made the deal, they made compromises. And yeah, some people would be a little irritated about this part or that part, but it wasn't a a winner take all.
0: Yeah. We're losing that. It's, it's a party be damned. And like I say, uh, until all of us, you know, adopt the whole, the idea, the idea of loving your neighbor, right. It's it's never going to change. And And it's hard. It's hard. Uh, I'll use my my liberal friend as an example. I mean, it took me several years to just get up the courage to ask him to come on my little show and talk to him. And, I, and it was one of the most nerve-wracking interviews I've ever done. And I don't know, maybe because I was intimidated by this guy because he's brilliant. And he could articulate himself in a way that I, I just didn't have the ability to do. You know, cause well, he's, he's just done more homework.
1: Well, I think there's that. I mean, there's obviously – and there's people that think quicker on their feet and stuff. But it gets back to, I think, part of this too is that um, I think so many people think we have, to, we have to win and we have to convince and we have to uh, have people on our side and, and all this stuff. And it's really funny, you know, um, I've just never really been that way. I had a boss several years ago that was very – very outspoken you know he used to come in in the morning and talk about what you know Michael Savage taught him on the way home and you know what what Rush Limbaugh taught him on the way in and you know and all this stuff and and people often ask me it's like wow you know gosh I don't I don't know how you can work with somebody like that or work for somebody like that and my answer to them was what why not I mean His politics are his politics. They're not mine. Just because I work for him and I work closely with him and we seem to get along. um, I I just never was in a position where I felt like I, because of my proximity to somebody, I had to take on their political views. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we as a society are are misguided on um, is that we don't, don't, well, at least I don't, I don't feel the need to convince everybody around me that my position's right, and I don't feel like because somebody else has a position that I have to take it. And I think that that is if you if you have that mindset that you have to convince the other side uh, to come to your side or convince them at least that they're wrong, you're already losing, right? Because I mean, look at look at I don't care what it is. Look at how many countries are in the world and how many forms of government and look at how many forms of religion. Even if you look at Christianity, look at the different forms of Christianity and the different churches. And, the you know, even Christians don't agree on everything. So why do we for a second think that we are going to have a country that's this diverse in size and industry and population? And we're all going to see it the same way. It's it's just a funny premise to me that that that's where people come from.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a human nature thing to to fear what you know, and just to fear what we what we don't understand, which is yeah, normal. We do that. Yeah. Ooh, it's like you it's, you know, you ain't from around here, are you, boy? You know <laughs> the, little, the Footloose movie, you know, with the the, the out of town or you know, the the. The, the wild kid that comes in town and just disrupts everything because he's different. And... Ah, Footloose. That was a good one. Ah, uh, yes. Filmed right here in my neighborhood, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's our claim to fame. It's, it's the whole, you know, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to... But if you didn't, you'd never have any friends. Right. And Or you've got
1: friends that all dress the same way and drive the same way and act the same way and talk the same way.
0: Yeah, well, example, uh, where I live is predominantly members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I'm in real estate, and I just sold a house to a guy who moved here from Missouri to plant a church, and I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, what do you mean plant a church? And he said, well, you know, the con- congregation I'm part of just sent me out here to to move in and plant a church. And I was just like, that is awesome. Cause he believes in Jesus Christ and doing good for his fellow man. And I said, Bring it. And he wants to have hold church services in his home. And I said, This this good old Mormon community needs someone like you. You know, just a little bit different flavor. But even within this community, there's a a tendency to think, oh, another religion here that we're gonna be threatened by that. We gotta we got to suck them into our club or squash them or, you know, there's that, that fear of something that's different. And I'm yeah. just like, we need this. This guy's got some flavor. Not that, you know, we don't have flavor and good, decent people here. Cause we do, but there's a tendency to fear anything new and different. I mean, you and I grew up in a small community. that was the same way. Anything, anyone passing through, he didn't recognize everyone's got their ears up checking them out. Like who's that stranger driving through town? Yeah, you could usually,
1: you know, the sound of their truck, it sounded different, right? Or something, you could just tell. You tell.
0: <laughs> um, That boy's running on seven cylinders, uh gotta go get him.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so it just gets back to, it's, 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 uh, sometimes it's odd being in the middle, you know, it's, and sometimes it's fun, you know, it's fun to argue, because I can argue both sides with a lot of things. Um. But but by and large, it just gets back to the more polarized we get, the harder it will be to bring things all back to the center Um, and not the not the center like the exact middle, but towards the center to where we can work with um, each other to, you know, kind of steer the, you know, kind of steer the car down the road, you know, hitting the the braille bumps on one side and then coming back and hitting them on the other but you know still going down the and down the road yeah, instead of has. just being parked
0: in the middle of the freeway like it like it seems like well, we are it's just re- recognizing that everybody, every bloody you know most everybody most every idea has has value and merit right and we can look at that and it's, it's helped me slow down my thinking with someone that's different and right. i think well maybe, maybe there's some truth or good to what they say. And it's helped me really look at a lot of issues that I used to be pretty hard line on, no matter what, just cause, well, that's just the way it is. Right. And maybe it's not, you know?
1: Yeah. And I just look at things, you know, along those lines as well. Um, you know, everything is degrees, right? So uh, no one wants, everybody wants there to be trees but so so no one wants everyone to go out and you know allow people to to completely clear cut the forest uh but no one wants to build their house out of rocks so we need some timber products and stuff so where do you meet in the middle because you can put a stranglehold on logging to, to where you you know you can't supply the the necessary timber but then you could also over harvest and then in the end, not be able to supply the the timber, right? And so, um, I, I think that people need to just realize that on every argument, to me, to me, on every argument, there's a scale, right? And and where are you at on the scale? And then from there, you have to realize where are other people at on the scale, and why are they there? What you know, are there pros and
0: cons? And
1: some well, people might say no.
0: Well, it's, you know, Stephen Covey in his Seven Habits books, um, he said, you know, seek first to understand before you're under, you know, before you want to be understood. And oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's extremely good counsel. And uh, if we would just chill out, realize that every every different idea is not going to kill us, and that at the very least, just hear it out. Right. Um, so you know, now that we've solved this massive world problem, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> uh, so let's do this. Let's let kind of wrap wrap. I think we got this. I think we've hashed this out pretty well. Okay. So if if one big takeaway, if if no if if people don't hear anything else you've said, what would it be?
1: Uh, I think that people need to communicate with other people and and what i mean by that is you need to listen and you need you know listen to their position and communicate your position and i think the more that we hear like that right you don't again you don't have to agree and you don't have to convince so i don't feel the need to convince you of my position and and i can hear your position and not feel the need to have to agree with it just because i heard it so I think if more people had honest communication, then I think we'd be in a better off place. And, of course, that means most of us have to shut off all of our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Snapchat, and all that
0: stuff. Mm, I don't know if it does. I think you can still have – I think you can just take this idea into those mediums. If you do, yes, absolutely. Because it, it's, it would be – It's harder – I don't know. It's, it's harder – but at the same time, it gives people a chance to think about their response. Whereas in a conversation, right. you feel like, oh, someone asked me a question. I have to respond right away. There can't be any dead air. Yeah, that's true. Be, it's, still, it's, it's still tough because a lot of times when I'm posting a question on a site or, or a conversation I know is, doesn't agree with mine, I have to kind of quantify or qualify my question. So they don't think I'm asking just to be a butthole. You know, I guess you know, once you get a reputation for that, then and if if, if, if people are open minded, they will embrace that that method or that ideology. If they're polarized and only out for their own their own teams win, then you know there's not much you can do with those people. You can still try, but No. They're, you know, and again, it's not about convincing and one one little uh example is dad was telling me he's like you know i get in these conversations with people and and then as soon as the conversation's over and i'm relaxed i think of all the things i should have could have said to to beat him and and so hopefully we can hopefully we can work on him too but anyway well thank you good sir for being on my show once again um let's uh do us again on another cool topic sure and uh We'll take it from there. And so thanks everyone for listening. Hope this was valuable. And uh, if it was, then give us a a rating. Give us some feedback on any of our uh, podcast platforms. And we will see you again. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us.